0: Hello and welcome to Earth Medicine Podcast, your daily medicine for inspired living. My name is Alexia and I am sharing stories, motivations and wisdom from Mama Earth and her change makers. I am so excited you're here with me today. Now tune in and listen. Hello and welcome friends to another episode of Earth Medicine Podcast. Today I'm so honored to be speaking to you live from the middle of rural India and across from me... um is the beautiful Sita Devi Dasi, whom I've met uh, probably four years ago when I had huge health issues and a broken tooth (laughs) (laughs) and was running around the eco-village trying to find somebody to help and save me from all my maladies. And Sita Devi Dasi came out of nowhere and brought me to her clinic and fixed um, my tooth and has been a beautiful inspiration in my life ever since because she's not only a doctor, but is also part of the Govardhan Eco Village here in Maharashtra, um, and is working on rural development projects, women empowerment projects, and beautiful other things that she's gonna share about now. So Sita, tell me how did you end up here in rural India?
1: What brought you here? Alexia, I'm so happy to meet you. (laughs) and yes the first thing that i remember about you is you know you were the most enthusiastic of all <laughs> the yoga practitioners who come to goerden eco village dancing away but yes you came with me with a pain in your tooth i still remember that and and happy that i could relieve and yes i came to this rural india because i was inspired by uh, you know, uh, the news in India, if you read over the years, there have been so many farmers' suicides. Mm-hmm. There are farmers who are committing suicides because of drought and because they're unable to pay back their loans which they have to take for seeds or for farming, and because of losses in their you know, wow. crops because of the rain. So, and there were many many news like that and i living in the city i i was so touched by the plight of these farmers i felt that i should do something you know it's easy for people to read the news and think that oh so sad you know it's so sad to hear about what's happening but then nobody takes the you know nobody does anything about it so i felt i don't want to be like that you know i felt that the only way if I want to help, then I have to get out of my comfort zone. So, you moved, which city did you live in? I don't know, I was, I'm living right in this city. In fact, uh, just two hours' drive away from the Govardhan Eco Village, right. so where from- this project is going on, which is just a two hour drive mm. for me. So, uh, I decided that the only skill that I had was I'm a dentist. So, I thought that. I can at least help the people of the village, you know, by starting a dental clinic or just helping. Right. There was no clinic, I had no funds, so I just started coming and checking people's teeth and kind of prescribing when they have some pain or something. And within few months, uh, you know, one of the projects which has been inspired by my guru, spiritual master, His Holiness Radhana Swami Maharaj, is Bhaktivedan Hospital. And they got a very good donation. And they set up the whole dental clinic, wow. state-of-the-art equipment. And and then I could do everything, like, you know, do all the procedures here, right here in this village. And there's no dentist, like, for 10 kilometers around this uh, place that we have. So I felt uh, very nice. But as, can I go ahead with the story? Of course. <laughs> as I was stories. working as a dentist, you know, I started meeting all these rural women. Most of them were farmers and and uh, I used to talk to them. And as I was talking to them, I realized that these women were so, you know, um, they were so, you know, they needed some, some kind of support mm-hmm. because they had a lot of issues. They shared with me some of their issues, you know, and the main issues were that, you know, Half the year there is no rains in this part of the state in Maharashtra,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, the groundwater becomes almost so depleted that they have to walk two kilometers to get drinking water. Wow! So, and mo- half the year they, when the rains are there, they have you know they can uh, grow their crops like especially rice. But half the year the men leave and they go to the cities for work so the women are left alone to fend for themselves and mm-hmm. you know manage the children and you know and some of them didn't even have land so they had no food you know to grow so they had to depend on their daily labor so imagine if you don't have land and you cannot grow rice then you have to really work either as a laborer or you know some, find some work mm-hmm. to make ends meet see that their mm-hmm. children are not, you know, go hungry. So wow. it was a really difficult lifestyle. I see many women here are uh, uh,
0: working, working in the, field, in yes. the fields, in yes. the saris. They are, yeah. Wow. They Very are the earning members right. of their
1: family, imagine. So they do all the housework. They take care of the children. They also have to come here and work. And it's like hard labor. Mm-hmm. So I felt that, you know, I felt I should, as a woman, I should try to help them also, you know, so... Mm -hmm. So I came up with this idea for Women's Empowerment Program. So, so what we are doing is these women in the villages, we uh, first uh, got them together, like groups of ten, and uh, we uh, started uh, emphasizing the importance of saving money. So in a group, they pool in their money every month, whatever they can save. And once they pull together, we open bank accounts for that whole group. Mm-hmm. So they first start saving money. So that gives them that support, mental and emotional, that you know, if I need some money, or if I my school fees of my children are to be paid, or if a child is sick, you need money to, you know, treat them. So they have this support of each other that at least we have we can pull in and save. And if I need money, then I can get money from that. Uh, like collected money, like so they have a bank account. Mm-hmm. So they have one together, so together, together it's a collective yes, it's of a women. collective, but also they have individual bank accounts. Mm-hmm. It's a collective also, but they have their individual bank accounts, so uh, that way they can save money. So that then the next thing which I thought was they were all eager to earn also, you know, because they have never gone to school, they have never been trained in any skill, so. The need was to earn money, you know, they wanted to, you know, also earn money on their own because that's the only way that they can get respect mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and also make ends meet. So the next challenge was to give them some skills. So the first project that we took up was, you know, teaching them hand, like painting. In India, we have this festival called as um, Diwali, the festival of life. Yes.
0: And beautiful
1: all over india people use these beautiful terracotta lamps and mm-hmm. they light it all over their house for a whole month almost so so we trained these women how to paint these terracotta small pots and lamps you mean with beautiful beautiful colors, colors and yeah, yeah. most of them were yeah. holding the brush in their hands for the first time oh. they learned how to mix colors and you know and the first year all the men were looking at us like why are you wasting their time because for them time is money you know they they are they are very poor and uh, they um, and they have never had this ever um, for them to make ends meet is more important than learning some skill it's like a yeah. That's that's for women who have a lot of money and who have got all the time in their <laughs> life. And that's what we see in the cities, you know, like they have all the facilities, but the men are still so miserable, mm-hmm. you know. But here in the village, they really have, you know, if you can say it's like real problems mm-hmm. of life, of survival, literally. Mm-hmm. So the husbands were feeling that we are wasting their time. And in the first year after they we made these beautiful lamps. We kind of marketed it to our friends in the cities. And the first year before Diwali, they all the women for the first time earned like about fifteen hundred rupees. Wow, that's uh, on their own by their efforts like 20 for twenty euros. No? Yeah, just
0: twenty euros. Yeah, for what amount of time?
1: Yeah, maybe they worked for a week. You know, so so they felt you know that. The husband suddenly started seeing their perspective changed, you know, that, oh, these women earn some money on their own, you know, like, so the men started taking the women quite seriously. And I Uh felt that's really empowering for a woman. And then you could see the whole equation change. The men started, uh, you know, supporting the women and they were saying, oh, next year we will also come and sit with you and help to fulfill the orders. Yes, that's what happened. the year next year when we did this project again the men wanted to learn and they were helping the women and now it's like the fourth year and more and more women are doing this yeah so for me I'm seeing that this is really women empower Mm -hmm. this is empowering for women that if we can make them feel worthwhile you know and make them stand on their own feet, you know, give them that support. Mm. So this is what the Women's
0: Empowerment Program how they, is. How do women feel? Like, how do they feel painting or doing things? I think it's very much in our nature to be creative, no? And if you've yeah. never actually had the chance to do it, it must be, like, very wow, no? Yeah. To do
1: it for the first time and learn about your creativity. Or How do women see it? Women, I mean, here the women are very, very... Uh, uh, shy in the beginning, mm. they were not. They don't express themselves very freely in the beginning, but over the last f- five years that I'm seeing them, you know, the they are getting so much confidence from each other because it's all done in a group. I've seen one thing about these women: There's so much to learn from them. You know, they are not selfish. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you know that something is a money-making venture, and if you know that skill, you will want to. Kind of monopolize it, you know. Mm-hmm. But you see that these women are so, uh, you know, giving. They they taught their friends, some other village ladies also they taught. And now like, you know, they're ready to share everything with each other. Wow. So that's what I saw. And I saw that they are very happy when they are with each other. Mm-hmm. That's making them happy. And more than that, because they are getting some financial uh You know, support with that. That is really something which really motivates them because that is their main need. You know, we have to understand that they, for them, money is their greatest need. So, if their needs are taken care of, then they feel, you Mm -hmm. know, very satisfied.
0: So they are really the, the caretaker of the family. They they work to get the money, they cook, to yes. take care of the kids. Yes. And now that they have money, do they also take care of like where the money goes? Yeah. Or what's the masculine, what's the male part in, in this whole relationship? Because the men also work to bring money home, no?
1: Yes, but the women in the rural India are equally, equally uh, you know, they they are also uh play a major part. Mm -hmm. in the money so it's it's a misconception to think that uh, India is totally patriarchal where the money is only coming from the men but it is also uh, the women who Mm -hmm. do a major part of that Mm -hmm. yeah you know it's funny that you said
0: that because I feel like I have met the most empowered women in India like women like you and um, other women who have started very amazing big projects and it's uh, really not true to see India as a country where women are very not underprivileged. A lot of matajis who shift a lot of things
1: around in this country, no? Exactly. In fact, even the women, the rural women, if you meet anybody in the fields who are working, they may seem like that, you know, oh, they are just, uh, you know, such backward women. But it's not true. They are mm. very, very intelligent. <laughs> Mm-hmm. They are definitely, you know, like the leaders in their homes, you know, for sure. Mm-hmm. They make a lot of things happen, like in the sense they take respons- responsibilities. Mm-hmm. I feel that they're very responsible, the rural mm-hmm. women also. And they are very uh, enterprising in the sense that they learned a new skill totally, so quickly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because after that, we also started stitching and tailoring. Wow and uh, now luckily since last one year we got some funds and we have our own workshop area where we are uh, not only teaching Mm -hmm. skills but also producing beautiful uh, bags and handicrafts well and and they do that once a week or how often do they no in fact we we have in-house about as of now 10 sewing machines so we have Uh, 10 women who are definitely working every day wow but uh, this is like the central point and from here the village women the groups that we were talking about the women who know stitching they get work from here and they take it home and Mm -hmm. they make so we are also training other groups of women who uh, want to learn and aim of this workshop that we have started in the within the gold eco-village is to come up with eco-friendly very very uh uh natural products Mm -hmm. and uh, with very very good quality which will uh, be suitable for the urban and the international markets
0: Um, so you you sell bags and as of now there are
1: handicrafts and there are bags mm -hmm terracotta you know made of natural mm-hmm. materials mm-hmm. and uh, we have bags and we are coming up with uh, you know because the need here is there are so many retreats of yoga groups which come here mm-hmm. so. so we're also aiming for the urban international Russia yoga Crow. community i think last so time i, I was to reach here reach out to s- all the yoga yes. <laughs> <I will laughs> communities that there. Um, oh that'll be nice yeah. that'll be a great help because uh, we have a wonderful team which is working here and all of them very powerful inspiring women even the so every woman here i feel the village women the rural women are inspiring in mm-hmm. ways which you will not even understand like for example i am inspired by the rural women because i have never seen a sense of competition among themselves you know mm-hmm. they are always so patient and wait for their turn to receive work, you know, even... And they never try to grab or, you know, try to be competitive and try to mm-hmm. push somebody else down so that they get more work. I've never seen all that here, you know.
0: Wow. So for and, you, it
1: was a very humbling experience. Yes, it has been, you know, moving from the yes. city
0: to rural India. Yes.
1: I you think I, you have
0: grown here personally? Personally, like what yeah, has because happened as to a, you? as a
1: city person, I mean, I'm a city-born girl, if you say. Like <laughs> I've never had this experience of you know really interacting so closely with the village uh-huh. women uh-huh. so my my observation I learned is they don't speak much uh-huh. you know but they observe and then they are so uh, you know have all these beautiful qualities uh-huh. whereas yeah. city people if we have little if we do little good we want to show it as if like you know we are we like want to We've done really, achieved great things, right? Great things, yeah. (laughs) Like a show a lot, you know. But these women, they don't speak much. But, you know, you can see the the qualities that they have.
0: And in terms of you moving here, it didn't really take a lot to move here and start this up, right? I mean, a lot of kind of courage or time from your side. But you got the funds from the foundation, no, to help you with the the, um, dental practice and then everything just rolled. Actually, So do you feel like when you start up something like that, that has really a big meaning that you get, you know, divine
1: support that is kind of you really helping you lift and expand? Actually, that's my personal experience because I felt at every step of the way, and my realization is that if you want to ever do anything good, Just desire it sincerely, you know. Mm -hmm. That's all I did. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that, you know, oh, you know, I'm going to get funding for a dental clinic. I mean, I didn't think so ahead. I just knew that I want to go and help people with whatever knowledge I have, you Mm -hmm. know. I just took that one step. And then I could see, you know, that how when your intention is right, Mm -hmm. how God arranges, you know, or, you know, the divine arranges everything that you need. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, it's interesting. Because I mean, I have a re- feeling that this is amazing how God <laughs> arranges the right kind of people yes, to come yes. and make, facilitate whatever your mm-hmm. desire
0: is. I am really, you know, interested in this topic and how, you know, the the West, in the West, we're so fearful of starting big projects. I mean, your project, the things that you're doing, it's quite big, right? You're even 2,500 women or something like that are involved in your project, right? Yeah, that's That's, that's big, you know, but how do you, when you started, you didn't think about that many people and that much impact, no? But this is the issue of the mind, you know, when we want to start something, we, we can't understand how to get anywhere. But it's like you said, sometimes just the intention. You want to do something good. You start one step and then you just trust that
1: you get support. And you will get support. That's my, I mean, I feel very strongly about it. That Mm. if your intention is right and you just want to do something good, then you will get all the support, you know? Mm. Yes, but you will have to struggle. I mean, I'm not saying that last five years I haven't struggled. Yeah, yeah. So there will be struggles. But the point is, I felt motivated. From within me, you know, the motivation is my own. So, even if there were obstacles or there was something roadblocks, you know, I felt that that's that's okay. That I have to just learn from that and just go ahead. You that's know, I, I felt very inspired because I feel uh, that what really touches your heart is is the people or the difference that you make in people's lives. Mm. When you see that, that's what is the most inspiring thing to continue you know to make make you continue on this path so did you also think a similar
0: thing happened with Govada and Eco Village I'm asking because I know you've been here from the very beginning right yes. when this whole land was just land a field and and it was a field. like a huge field <laughs> just a field and now we're sitting here on the third floor of this beautiful building and everywhere is houses and yoga chalets. everything is beautiful and you know I was here four years ago last time and it was a lot more basic there was no paved roads and okay. I, I can't even imagine how it must have been 20 okay. years ago you know <laughs> so do you think the same thing happened here with radhanath swami as you know the intention of creating something great and making a difference and then all the support coming and suddenly
1: it's it's turning into this huge project supporting so many people exactly in fact my spiritual teacher his holiness radhanath swami maharaj it's like it's like whatever you can see here all around is like his vision which was in his heart for the last 45 years wow. he's holding that intention in his heart or this dream or this vision that is there it's like personally I feel whatever we see the beautiful Vrindavan forest that he's created mm-hmm. a divine you know place a transcendental place which has manifested in this eco village it's like manifested right from his heart wow you know it, it's something when it comes out into the material manifested form you know it's first existing in the heart of a very very you know, saintly holy like person smiling from who one has, ear to another has this kind of intention you can yeah. imagine otherwise is it possible to create something like this that's huge with no funds right exactly. because Radhanath
0: swami maharaj
1: is a swami you know how, <laughs> is, swami is, supposed how is this happening yes. so exactly so is that he's this because he knew, in fact, he shared this with us, that this was the dream of his guru, wow. his spiritual master, mm-hmm. Srila mm-hmm. Prabhupada, mm-hmm. who traveled all the way from India to U.S. in 1965 on a ship, mm-hmm. on a cargo ship. He landed in New York and he, within 14 years, he established a worldwide mission, an old 70-year-old man. Now, if you think about that, how is that possible? Mm-hmm. But when you have a divine intention, a, a, a very pure good intention, you know, it's completely, you know, divinely uh, orchestrated actually. Mm-hmm. So same thing we have actually observed it in the in this whole Gaudhan eco-village. You know, his desire was just to please or fulfill the instruction of his guru. Wow. He was sharing on this birthday that just went, his birthday, December 7th, we had a... and he was sharing that it was my desire that I wanted to fulfill that instruction of my spiritual master where Prabhupada wanted that, you know, people from the West, they come to East, like to India, Mm. and learn about bhakti and this process of kirtan and how we can connect with the divine within our hearts. He just wanted to share this with the whole world. But for that, for the Westerners to come here, you know, and be comfortable, he wanted to create a place where people can come and also get all the modern good amenities <laughs> so that you all are comfortable here. So, But at the same time, experience the transcendental, mm. you know, the beautiful spiritual environment that is created here. You know, mm. Because that will make an impact on the people of India. Mm-hmm. When they see that the people, like you know, all the spiritual, divine people who are hearing this podcast, you know, <laughs> if they come to India and come to this beautiful eco village, you know, the people of India will see and then value their own culture mm-hmm. and the the wealth of knowledge that they have, you know, mm-hmm. when it is so appreciated by the western people. Mm-hmm. So, it's so true. So, Govardhan Eco Village is being created with that intention, you know, to make a beautiful. Spiritual oasis here where, you know, people from the West who are harrowed by the materialistic civilization and the materialistic, you know, conflict Mm. that everyone is experiencing, you know, so that they can learn the message of love, Mm. peace and this connection with the divine here in the Gordon Eco Village. Wow,
0: well, your words touch me so deeply, you
1: know. <laughs> so I want to invite <laughs> invite all the people who are hearing this podcast, you know, please come, please come to this beautiful Golden Eco Village. I think I might take a group in here Mumbai. in the very near future. Because for me, you know, the
0: it has been life-changing. If I only think about all the things that I have really done and achieved from my heart's desires really under the guidance um, also of my teachers, um, it's incredible, and this place has had a huge impact on my life. And I, I also really share what you said about you know that transcendental state that you get here, and really coming back to nature and really appreciating um, a place like this. It's it's a it's big. It's like
1: the vibrations are all in the air, you know, the spiritual vibration, mm-hmm. and every breath that you take here, you know. Yeah one
0: like after i leave i'll have a smile from one ear to another every time i'll get more high more high more high
1: <laughs> people will ask you which drug are you on how you know how are you so high all bakhti. the time <laughs> the bhakti drug yes so come here for this bhakti drug mm. come all the way to mumbai and stay high forever yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i will not leave anymore
0: wow thank you <laughs> thank you so, thank you so much. much just my last question I, I was just wondering how did you get into you know being a devotee or practicing Gosh, Bhakti? That's a long story really? I think oh, that dear. will be
1: another podcast okay okay I have a beautiful story of my personal spiritual experience actually. but now
0: we're all so curious but when did you meet Radhanath Swami
1: Maharaj when I was in college in dental school <laughs> oh wow and there's an amazing story behind it but I think
0: for another time. For another time. Now we're yes. all curious.
1: <laughs> okay, thank you. Yes, thank you so much. That was much. Sita Devi
0: telling us about Govardhan Eco Village and all. Her-